0: Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson.
1: Our confidence is in Christ, our shepherd. Here's the question, are we following him? That's the identifying mark. How do we know if we're sheep? We're following Jesus. We're following the shepherd. We're listening to him. And if we claim to be sheep, but we're not listening or following, then we have to question the validity
0: of our claim. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the Gospel of John. Join us as Pastor Brian concludes his teaching on John chapter 10, verses 22 through 42 in a message titled The Sheep and the Shepherd. Now, here's Pastor Brian.
1: This is a common tactic of Satan to try to undermine our security in our salvation and to try to unsettle us over the issue of whether or not we are really ultimately going to be saved. And I've dealt with it myself, and I know numerous cases where people have dealt with it. So these verses, and as we'll see in a moment, others along with them, I think one of the things that they do is they give us the kind of security that we need to make it through thick and thin, to face whatever the devil throws at us. And that's why I want to focus on these verses. But, but notice now. So again, this is in the context of the, uh, the argument with the religious leaders. But Jesus just says to them point blank, he says, you are not my sheep. So this is the problem. They can't hear a word he's saying. Why? He says, because you're not my sheep. And then he goes on and he talks about his sheep. And listen to what he says. My sheep hear my voice or listen to my voice. And I think listen is is good rather than simply hear because we all know that we can hear things and not listen. Ask Cheryl about this. Because she says all the time, Brian, you're not listening to me, even though I hear what she's saying. And sometimes I must confess she is right. I'm not listening. But but we could do that, right? We can hear stuff. You know, sometimes I'll listen to a podcast or something, and I'm listening. I, I actually have my, you know, it's, it's going right in my ear. And 15 minutes later, I'm like, what in the world did I, I, I didn't, I, I heard it. It was the audio was, was going into my ear, but I, I guess I didn't listen. So I have to go back and rewind it and, you know, listen again. So Jesus is saying, my sheep listen to my voice. This is a characteristic of sheep. In the case of sheep related to Jesus as the shepherd, we listen to his voice. And then he says, and they follow me and they follow me. These are the things that mark out the sheep. The true sheep are those who listen and follow Jesus. So that's what the sheep do. But then the shepherd, he speaks of himself in verse 28. He says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. So the sheep listen and follow. The shepherd knows and gives the shepherd knows and gives. Jesus knows us. And the implication is that he knows us thoroughly. He knows us completely. He knows us intimately. And he gives. And what does he give? He gives eternal life. He gives eternal life. So this is gift language here. The gift of God is eternal life, the gift he gives. And then the promise, I give them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. So this is the language of security. This is the, the language that speaks security to you and to me as believers, To know that whatever may come, whatever the devil throws at us, whatever the world assaults us with, that he promises to keep us. This gives us assurance of our salvation. Now, in case you don't know, whether or not one is secured in their salvation eternally upon receiving Christ is debated among Christians and has been debated among Christians for literally centuries. Centuries upon centuries. And today, you will find that Christians are divided on this. You will find that some Christians are absolutely convinced that they are secure in their faith in Christ and that there's nothing that is is going to affect that ultimately. There's nothing that can alter that. Once they received Jesus, that sealed their destiny forever. And then there are Christians who think, well, it's not quite that clear or simple and it is possible that even though you might have been saved at one point you could potentially lose your salvation if you don't continue along in you know whatever whatever it is they they put there now here's the the, the challenge is that Scripture, in some ways, seems to say both things. Some scriptures say, clearly, like the ones we just read here in John 10. I mean, these are crystal clear. You can't get any clearer than this. I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. No one shall pluck them out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all. I and my Father are one. I mean, wow. That's it. But then you find other passages and they almost seem to be contradicting what is said here. Now, earlier this week, Cheryl and I were just sitting out in our backyard reading our Bibles in the morning. And we had a conversation about this because uh, she was reading in Second Peter. And this is the passage that she read. And this is a great example of what I'm talking about here. Here's the passage. 2 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 20. For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. And then later on, Peter goes on and he concludes with these words. You therefore, beloved, beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. So that's just one example. And there are other passages that are similar. So verses like this and a few others seem to contradict the idea that a believer can never lose their salvation. Now, let me just share with you my own personal conviction. My own personal conviction is that the verses here in John 10 are where I land. You cannot lose your salvation. But I will also tell you, for years, I was on the other side. Some of you know Pastor Tony Clark. Some of you hear Tony. He's on our radio station, K-Wave. He's on the Pastor's Perspective program with me on Tuesdays. Tony and I go, go back many decades. And um, Tony has, as, as you will know, if you've heard Tony, he's got one of the sharpest minds uh, when it comes to scripture knowledge and, and references and chapters and verses and those things. And boy, him and I used to get in the most heated debates over these kinds of things. But I used to hold the, the position, and, and Tony did as well, he used to hold the position that looks at things more through this Second Peter chapter 2 passage. That, you better watch out. You can lose your salvation. So how do we resolve this? Or can we resolve it? Well, there's a couple of things that I will present to you. Number one, Scripture does not contradict itself. Scripture does not contradict itself. It's illogical and against reason to think that both could be true. Now, we do sometimes talk about how in Scripture there are there are these tensions. And one of the most common ones is to, is when you're talking about the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of of humans. And you know. Theologians and Christians for centuries have tried to reconcile how, how is it that God is sovereign, but then we still have responsibility? And some say, well, it's it's actually sort of both. And I have an opinion about that, but I don't want to go into it right now. But but when you look at this one, this is really an either-or case. It can't really be both. You can't never lose your salvation and also possibly lose your salvation. It really has to be one or the other, in my opinion. Now, secondly, passages that speak of the eternal security of the believer are many, there are more, in other words, and they are unequivocal unequivocal, meaning they are crystal clear. There's no possibility of a different way of understanding or interpreting them. I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. Each of these statements can only be read one way. They are unambiguous. There's no room in these statements to find a place where, well, but but maybe. Well, and, and some have actually attempted to do it, and here's how they attempt to do it. No one can snatch them from my hand. Ah, true, but you could jump out of his hand. No one can take you out, but you can you can move yourself out. Well, uh, maybe, but we're going to run up against a problem in a moment when we look at the next verse. That's going to show that that isn't really a possible interpretation. So... All the passages that support the security of the believer, they are like this. They are unequivocal. They cannot be interpreted any other way. And I want to give you one more example and then a few other references for you to consider on your own later. But the other example that I want to give to you is the great passage in Romans chapter 8, Beginning in verse 29, it says this For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. He also glorified. Now, if you think about this, glorification experientially is ahead of us. We're not experientially there. But Paul says that we are already there in the sense of positionally. So, Paul goes on to say in verse 35, he asks this question, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then in verses 38 and 39, he says this, I am persuaded, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This answers the we can jump out of his hand argument because it tells us that no created thing can do this. Now, you are a created thing. You're in that category. Now, for further consideration, you might want to jot these down, Ephesians 1, 3 through 5, and then verses 13 and 14, and also Philippians 1, 6, which I will just, uh, you know, simply state it, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, And, and Hebrews 12, 2, Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith, but but the Ephesians passage is a little more lengthy so read that on your own now but let's go back to second peter for a moment and passages that are similar to it it's not the only one there are others that that give that same sort of sense and and there is clearly a warning and we don't we don't want to take away from the warning you know i think in scripture you have you have the clear statements like we have in here in the 10th chapter. I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. And, and these verses are very much to be given to those who are feeling that somehow they're not going to make it. They need to be encouraged. But for those who maybe are overconfident and would maybe even think that, well, I can kind of just live any way I want and not have to worry about it. I think the, the warning passages are there just to get us to rethink where we're really at. So here's the thing. As I was saying about, you know, some passages like the John 10 uh, passage are unequivocal and the Romans 8 passage and the Ephesians 1 passage. In other words, they they say what they say and you can't possibly draw any other conclusion than absolute security, total security. But the passages like the Second Peter passage, I think they can all be understood to apply to those who had the outward appearance of believers, but were not truly born of the Spirit. And John, this John, the writer of this gospel, in his first letter, I think he tells us that. In chapter 2, verse 19 of 1 John, he speaks of those who seem to leave the faith. And there have been plenty of people, I have known plenty of people that seem to have left the faith. They seem to have lost their salvation. They did seem for a season and sometimes a long season to really have been a Christian. And maybe they really are Christians. And if they are, I believe that they'll come back. But listen to what John says. John says, they went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. Now, everybody for a few years thought that Judas was just as saved as Peter. Was Judas saved and ended up losing his salvation? Jesus tells us that Judas was never saved, even though he appeared to be saved. So we, we, we can illustrate it with a life. Finally, what did Jesus say he gives? I give them eternal life. Eternal life is life that never ends. Eternal life, by definition, is impossible to lose. If you have eternal life, it, it's eternal. <laughs> That's the point. It, it doesn't stop at any time. So if it stops at a certain point, the conclusion, I think, is that you actually did not have what you perhaps thought you had. Now, in the debate over once saved, always saved, that's what we're talking about here, the concern seems to be, I've heard this many times, that if you tell people that they can't lose their salvation, they'll go out and live in sin. We don't want to give people too much security because we know what they're going to do with it. That is what I've heard people say. Well, let me say this. It is doubtful that anyone taking the message of the believer's security in Christ as a license to sin is a true believer. Why do I say that? Because Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice and they follow me. And the voice of another, they will not follow. So if a person claims to be saved, but they don't listen to Jesus or follow Jesus, then you have to question the validity of their claim. So the great news, the great, great news is that we are secure. Christ has redeemed us once for all, and he is committed to keeping us now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. Our confidence is in Christ, our shepherd. Here's the question. Are we following him? That's the identifying mark. How do we know if we're sheep? We're following Jesus. We're following the shepherd. We're listening to him. And if we claim to be sheep, but we're not listening or following, then we have to question the validity of our claim. And if you're with us today, and maybe you're wondering, am I really a sheep? Is he really my shepherd? Well, here's a moment to end all doubt. Listen to him. He's calling you to come, follow Him, and that'll be the confidence.
0: For the month of June, Back to Basics Radio is offering a book titled Can Science Explain Everything? by Dr. John Lennox. Our current culture sometimes gives the impression that science has disproved the existence of God. But Dr. John Lennox argues that this is hardly the case. In a clear and simple writing style, Dr. John Lennox presents evidence that science not only fails in disproving the existence of God, but also shows how science and God are compatible. He also tackles the myth that religion depends on faith, but science does not and as science depends on reason, but Christianity does not. Dr. Lennox also offers a way to scientifically disprove Christianity, but is unable to do so because of the overwhelming evidence. If you want to understand the relationship between science and God, or if you know a person who thinks science and God are mutually exclusive, then you need to get this month's resource from Back to Basics. The book, Can Science Explain Everything, by Dr. John Lennox, is our gift to say thank you for your donation to Back to Basics. So we encourage you to call us right now at 1-800-733-6443 or visit us online at backtobasicsradio.com. We'd also like to remind you